The Hamlet Podcast, episode 68. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Macbeth with me, your host, Connor Hanrity. Hard on the heels of the alarming news that Burnham Wood really is coming to Dunsinane, we move to Act 5, Scene 6. I think the shortest scene in the play. This takes place outside Macbeth's castle at Dunsinane. Again, we get the drum and colours, the military pomp that accompanies Malcolm, Seward, Macduff and their army, all with their boughs of Burnham wood in their hands. Even though this is the shortest scene in the play, it's got enormous potential for dramatic effect. A highlight of my theatre-going life was, no surprises, getting to see Ninagawa's production of this play, which relied heavily on the image of the falling cherry blossom in Japanese culture. For this scene, he staged an almost hypnotic ballet of cherry trees in motion, which then snapped into military movement as we realised that it was Malcolm's army on the move. It was a genius moment in what was a genius production. For now, we're with the production in our own mind's eyes, and it's Malcolm who starts the scene and addresses the troops. Now near enough. Your leafy screens throw down, and show like those you are. You, worthy uncle, shall, with my cousin, your right noble son, lead our first battle. Worthy Macduff and we shall take upon us what else remains to do, according to our order. Malcolm is showing himself a real leader now, commanding his army. He's confident that they are close enough to Macbeth's castle, and so their element of surprise is done. And as we've seen, Macbeth was rather surprised indeed. He tells the men to throw down their tree cuttings. Your leafy screens throw down. Very interestingly, he's insisting that they should show like those you are, as he puts it. No more equivocating, no more pretending to be what they are not. This applies to Malcolm himself, after his extended charade to Macduff in the previous act, wherein he tested his comrade's character. Now, it'll be truth, no more hiding. Malcolm explains the strategy for what lies ahead. Seward, his worthy uncle, and young Seward, his cousin and obviously his uncle's right noble son, will lead the first battle. This was apparently an honour reserved for valiant soldiers in a given company, so that the king, perhaps wisely, didn't lead the charge and get killed in the first encounter on the battlefield. And speaking of kings, Malcolm has taken to using the royal plural. He explains that Macduff and we shall take upon us what remains to do. Malcolm and Macduff will hang back and do the necessary as the battle proceeds. So the older Seward responds, Fare you well. Do we but find the tyrant's power tonight? Let us be beaten if we cannot fight. We're back into rhyming couplets again for more motion and valour and gusto. Seward is rattling his sabre and saying that if they go into battle with Macbeth's army tonight, they should be beaten if they cannot fight. But of course, they're going to fight. And so, of course, they're not planning to be beaten. Macduff weighs in, too, with a couplet of his own. Make all our trumpets speak, give them all breath, those clamorous harbingers of blood and death. Let's make some noise, he's saying. Let all our trumpets sound, give them all breath, 
Give Macbeth a big blast and let him know we're here. He calls the trumpets clamorous harbingers of blood and death. Battle trumpets announce that the conflict is imminent, and a harbinger is a forerunner, one who brings news ahead of an arriving party. Macbeth called himself a harbinger back in Act One, when he hurried ahead of Duncan and the party to let Lady Macbeth know that they were all coming. Now these trumpets are likewise noisy, clamorous harbingers, ringing out to let Macbeth know that blood and death are coming his way. Of all the rhyming couplets in the play, this is probably the best ending for a scene, when lucky Macduff gets to holler out, blood and death are coming. With, we assume, a dynamic and impressive exit, Malcolm and his army, and his colleagues, and their boughs of Burnham Wood, now exit. And here we end Act 5, Scene 6. All too soon, I have to tell you that we have only four episodes, and even fewer actual scenes left in this tornado of a play. I hope you'll be with me all the way as we hurtle towards our conclusion. The play, this chapter of the Hamlet podcast, and the year 2023 will all end together in just three weeks' time. I'm delighted always when I see the places all over the world where you're tuning in, and I hope you'll continue to do so. And I thank you for listening. I'm cooking up a plan as we speak for what play we might do next, so watch this space in the coming weeks. Next time we'll cover Act 5, Scene 7, wherein Macbeth takes on the Sewards, and I hope you'll join me then.